Hello and welcome to Between the Mountains, where we talk about your adventure travels from backpacking to expeditions. I'm your host Chris, and today we welcome Ryan from Travel with Cookie, C-O-O-K-Y, not the biscuit, and uh, he's here to talk to us today about Budapest, Hungary, and he has spent five days there in the middle of a big trip to Europe, and he's going to talk to us about his itinerary, from photography to the cathedrals, day tours, ruin bars, and New Year's Eve as well, so it's quite fun. I hope you enjoy it, and if you are enjoying it, please consider subscribing and following and sharing it with a friend too. That's the biggest way we're going to spread the love and grow the podcast. But in the meantime, let's just dive straight into it. So hello, Ryan. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good, mate. Thanks for having me. I said this is my first podcast, so I'm quite excited to, uh, to, to, to do this. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll breeze through it just fine. <laughs> um, but today we're talking about Budapest, which is going to be quite interesting. I'm due, at least, to go in October, so it'll be really fascinating to hear your your account of the location. But how was it for you? Yeah, I'll be honest. I It's one of these places I've always wanted to go to. For some reason, it's been on my on my list. Um, I'm a massive George Ezra fan. So when, obviously, the song um, Budapest came out as well, that was something that was just... It was in my head constantly that I wanted to wanted to visit there as well, and it's I'd honestly say um, it's one of the in my top five cities I've been to in the world. Really, uh, I absolutely fell in love with the place. Yeah, it was incredible. It really was. Perfect. So, how did you end up going there? I think you mentioned it was in the middle of a big trip you're doing. Yeah. So um, I always try and I uh, go away around a new New Year sort of time. So. Uh, I try and book off about three weeks and go different places and see see uh, basically where I can get a cheaper flight to um, and what's going to happen. And, and this one, I actually, uh, this part of the trip was um, just after I went to Vienna. So I went to Vienna, Budapest, um, Bratislava, Bruno and Prague, all in the same, same trip. Um, so, and in actual fact, I found that it was much cheaper from the UK to fly from the UK to Vienna than it was to, and easier to get to than go to Budapest direct. Um, I mean, from Birmingham airport, which is where I actually flew from, uh, you can get flights to Vienna for between 30 and 50 pound return. So yes, and it's those sort of things that we're supposed we're lucky in the UK to actually take advantage of. Um, so when that came opportunity, I thought, right, where can I go? And when I initially was leaving, I didn't actually have a return flight from anywhere. I only booked a one-way ticket and just thought, whichever airport I'm near on the way back, I'll fly out of there, which is exactly what happened. I ended up leaving from Prague in the end, so I did a good loop around, you know, five different countries, which was, which was cool. That's awesome. And what kind of things are we going to be seeing in Budapest? What 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 views do we have if we haven't been on Google Images and had a look before? Well, the Parliament building is just absolutely stunning right on the uh, on, on the river uh it's especially at night time where you get there when it's it's dusk the sun's just setting um and there is uh i think it's st peter's uh castle which is right opposite because i don't know if anyone knows this but when you look at um the map budapest is actually two different cities um two different parts of the city so the one side of the river is buddha and one side is pest so um, over on the one side, you're actually at this absolutely gorgeous 
um, cathedral. Um, you've got the castle walls that you can walk around, which is actually free in the winter months. And I think there's a small fee uh, if you get there in the summer months. But just the views of everything is absolutely gorgeous. And the architecture uh, has been kept like really medieval and, and, and there's a lot of Gothic um, architecture that you can look at. And for me, whenever I go anywhere, I try to take advantage of any of the free walking tours, especially in Europe. These are huge. You say free, but you, you pay a, a tip at the end of it. But to be honest with you, they are so they're so worth doing. Uh, so anyone who's going to any city uh, over Europe, I've done I've done them all over the place now. And, and they literally are the highlight because you just learn so much of the history to what you're actually looking at regards to oh well that's a nice building and just take a picture and walk off at least you've got some depth to what you're actually looking at which i much prefer so yeah but i'd say budapest was it's definitely up there in the, in the you know the top cities i've ever been to that's something i might do because it's something that's obvious but i just haven't thought about it i guess which is that yeah i guess i am that kind of guy who i can make educated guesses of what i'm looking at and certainly it, I can go on Google Maps and if it's a particular landmark, it'll tell me what I'm stood next to. But actually, that raises a good point that it's also handy to know exactly what I'm looking at. So I think actually I'll do that uh, free walking tours because I saw some people in Helsinki when I was there doing it. So, so well, that's good. You've already motivated me to do that. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that that um, I think they run twice a day. I mean, each each city I went to, there was these different companies, and you generally just have to go on to. Um, it might be like Free Walking Tour Vienna was the website for there. Um, I think it's probably the same for Budapest. Um, and you just go on there, you book your slot. There's no fee to do it or anything. You turn up at whatever the centre point is. And in fact, in Budapest, because there's so much to see, there's actually different walking tours to see different things. So, and the one, the one I went to was the like, overhaul around the parliament building, um, around the castle, some of the history. But then you've got the... Um, the old Jewish quarter, which is where um, you've got a lot of the uh, huge synagogues. Um, it's actually, uh, strangely enough, is the party area. Um, There's a lot of ruined bars. Budapest as well. Exactly. And that's where all the ruined bars, because obviously that's the older part as well. So all of that is over towards the, the old Jewish quarter. So there's different tours to go and do those as well. So, yeah, you can you could probably spend five days doing walking tours but you know <laughs> take some walking boots because you're definitely going to need them <laughs> perfect so let's jump into your itinerary then so you went from vienna straight into budapest what was day one for you um i so i from vienna i managed to get um a flix bus which this is a bus company which does um travel all over europe um and if you book up early in advance i mean i think they Tickets start from five euros per ticket. So from Vienna to Budapest was about a two hour journey. Um, and I got in there just as the sun was setting as well. So it was like actually driving around the corner into Budapest oh, and wow. seeing the city and everything. Um, it was it was really like magical. <laughs> One thing I will say is when you get there, make sure you know where you're going to and how you're getting there because the bus station is a little bit out of Budapest, same as where the main train station is. They do have the tube, that there are other buses and things like that you can jump on. But not everybody in that part of Budapest could speak much English, which I found out the hard way because I literally spent the next 40 minutes circling, trying to figure out um, their tram system, um, trying to work out which direction I've got to go in, where my hostel was. Um, but 
yeah, it's and then you get on the tram. There's one really old rickety tram which I thought this can't surely still be um, still be in use, and it was. And it literally you probably could have walked faster than what it was going. It was like a really old mm-hmm. yeah, but it was. And you had everyone on there who they're all locals on there. There was no tourists. It was just people doing their shopping. You know, the elderly going from one place to the other. So it was a real sense of actual. Uh, what actual life would have be, been like living there, so which was um, which is nice to see. Cause you don't always just want to be around backpackers and 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 tourists. You want to at least, yeah, of course, you want to immerse yourself a little bit. But yeah, so I got there. By the time I got to my hostel, it was probably I don't know six seven o'clock in the evening. Um, of course, then so it wasn't so much to see then. I did. I always make a point of. Um, having a walk around your surroundings when I first get there, everyone's got Google Maps or whatever. One thing I will say to anyone who doesn't do this is to make sure you download um, the Google Map so you don't have to use your data when you're, when you're abroad. So you can do that and it saves it on there so you can use it when you're not actually having to connect to a Wi-Fi or anything as well. Awesome. So I've made that mistake in the past, so I've learned from that. But yeah, I actually got there, checked in, no problem. I was actually stopping in a hostel called the Hive Party Hostel. Um, which uh, I was... think that's where I'm checked into for my first night in October. Okay, well, I would, one thing I would say to you is, as long as you're there to party and not to sleep, then you'll be absolutely fine, because <laughs> I, I was supposed to be there for the duration, and on the last night, I just could, I couldn't take any more. I was there for New Year over that period, so I knew it was going to be that Extra. busy. I mean, the, 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 the hostel itself, its own like courtyard bar inside, which actually people came from, from all over the city to go to. It's really popular. Um, the rooms and the um, the lockers are done by a um, card. So there's no keys. It's, it's the card to get in. It's a, a card fob for your, for your um, locker, which is a lot more secure as well. You're not going to get um, broken into as easy. Um, and the beds were comfortable enough. It was just, unfortunately, I, just the days that I was there, there seemed to be, three people who would snore simultaneously from eight o'clock at night until eight o'clock in the morning. And no matter what time you came in during the night, if you were out partying, it was still impossible to sleep. So, yeah, it took its toll on me. But, yeah, it's a great place if you want to go and just have the party. But I wouldn't have all of your uh, your days there because you won't sleep whatsoever. The way I booked it was is because we are arriving late. I didn't I couldn't justify spending the money. Um, on an Airbnb for for a few hours of a night, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. you paid that night fee, and you're not getting anything. So we we checked into the hostel. So I think we're going to be forced to have a few drinks, uh, but it means that the next day we're then checking in to an Airbnb for for two or three nights. So oh, that's the way I have planned it. So the best of both worlds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and uh, we've got a, um, I, it. Actually, wasn't too too costly. I can't remember. I think it, for three nights or something, it was £150 total, um, and that was for uh, an Airbnb with a balcony view of the city. So, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say... I've had to smash out extra. So. Yeah, they were, it will be worth it, trust me. Because, I mean, I, everywhere I travel, I always stop in hostels because I usually solo travel. So for me, it's just the easiest way to actually meet people who are like-minded yeah exactly so in actual fact because i'd say i've been in vienna first of all some of the guys that i've met um were already in budapest for an extra night so i actually packed my stuff had, had a walk around um they then messaged me saying we're at um 
this restaurant, would you like to come meet us? So we went for a um, traditional Hungarian restaurant in the middle of the city. Um, the food was absolutely gorgeous. One thing about Hungary was the food was was brilliant. Um, Got to try the goulash because it was just incredible, especially on a, on a cold, cold December night. Yeah, it was definitely a, a warmer. But yeah, so I already had people to meet up when I was there. So we then went back to um, the hostel, which I was stopping at, had a few drinks in the bar there. They had live music on, um, they had a band on. Then it was a DJ afterwards. Then we went... Um, back towards their hostel and they were stopping in the Wombats hostel, which is, yeah, they were great as well, actually. Um, met a guy from Australia who was traveling on his own. So he ended up um, staying with us. We went to another couple of bars, ended up meeting up with two Germans who were there traveling. Um, and so in the end, these five days was us, like we'd never met, really met before and just spent the whole time. We spent New Year together in the end. Um, so yeah, so we had a great, a great time, but yeah, so the first day was more just a case of catching up and just getting to see where I was. Um, but at the same time as well, because of when I went, uh, the same in every city in, in Europe, they generally now have a Christmas market. Um, so you've got the big Christmas tree, you've got the stores and everything else, you've got the mulled wine that's everywhere. Yeah. So um, the Christmas shopping was still going on. Bear in mind, I think this was the 29th or the yeah, 29th of... December, I arrived in Budapest. So yeah, ju I mean, that's something you wouldn't always see if you obviously went in the summer or in, you know, late autumn and that kind of thing, but it just gives that extra dimension for something more to see. Not that you'd need it in Budapest because there is literally so much to see and do. And so the food is brilliant. You've got the ruined bars like you mentioned. Um, anyone who's not familiar with these, uh, they are literally, um, it's like somebody has had a house that was falling down or some kind of warehouse that is falling down and they have just literally gone to jumble sales or garage sales or anything they've got their hands on and they've got the most crazy things like one they're all separated into different rooms there's about five or six different bars hidden but literally hidden in places one of the rooms got a random bathtub in the middle of it which is graffitied and everything else people actually add their own thing to it because there's People put their own cards on there and there's rooms where people are encouraged to, to graffiti the walls and that kind of thing. There's live music going on in one place. There's music going on with a DJ in another. It's just, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy. There's a lot, there's about there's a good half a dozen or so. I mean, there may well be more. Um, but if you're going to go, then you need to get there early because as big as they are, they're basically like an indoor bazaar, that kind of site, some of them. Um, but there are bouncers on the doors and they will stop letting people in after a certain time because it literally gets that busy. Um, yeah. But they're such a cool environment. So, so it's like, I haven't been any, anywhere really like that before. So it was really, really interesting to see. And it's better than just going to your normal, you know, normal bars and stuff. It was really different. So no, I really enjoyed that. Perfect. Oh, so that's end of, end of day one then, I guess. Yeah. Day one, day two. Um, then we went up and did, uh, I just did a bit of a tour myself. Um, you've got the Budapest Eye, which is right in the middle of the, the city. Um, so use that as a benchmark. One thing they do have as well, which they seem to have a lot in Europe, which we don't have in the UK, because I think they were, they were stopped and they were banned, but you might have seen these electric scooters, um, yes. which you can just jump on. You pay like, uh, I think it's a, a euro for it to activate it, and it's like 20 cents a minute. But for these, you can just jump on these, 
whiz around the city really quickly. It's a really good way of just getting, once you get your bearings, you know where you're going. So that was one thing. I spent probably the best part of the second day just literally on these uh, awesome. scooters whizzing around. And um, yeah, of course, went up to uh, the castle. Um, again, I always, I'm into photography. Um, so I wanted to always try and get the best pictures of the cities and that kind of thing at, at dusk during like the golden hours for photography. Yeah. So I was going up there and I was literally just breathtaking. And I was so lucky because the four five days I was there, um, the sky was crystal blue every single day. Oh. There was not a there was not a cloud in the sky any day I was there. So it was literally, um, apart from it being as you'd expect in Budapest at New Year, pretty pretty nippy. Um, it wasn't anything uncomfortable. Um, we didn't really we didn't have any snow or anything like that. So yeah, as long as um, uh, like they say, there's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes. Yes, so as long, well, yeah. as, long, as long as you're prepared, then uh, yeah, it was fine. So the second day, yeah, I spent just having a wander around, obviously meeting up with the other guys. Um, we actually decided to have an earlier night. So the same guys that I just mentioned, we met back up um, and just had dinner together, had an early night because this was the 30th of December. Um, so we were sort of saving ourselves for New Year, which would actually booked up the i forget the name of the club but it's the biggest club in budapest and it was just outside the city we took about a um 10 minute taxi to get there and i think it was it held between five and ten i think it's ten thousand people wow. um so it was a huge huge place um and we bought these tickets for the night they were about 30 euros i think it was for the for the new year's party but um that was for the vip ticket where you got to get into the extra bar where it was just easier to get served and things like that and yeah um so that was so that was the what we was saving ourselves for um decided to go back to the hostel weirdly one of the um girls that we actually met one of the german girls uh she <laughs> completely coincidentally and she was in the same hostel room as i was i was in a 10 bed dorm and so we'd uh obviously met the night before gone back to the hostel room both fallen asleep and whatever um, didn't even know we were in the same room until the next day. So <laughs> then we suddenly realised, oh, you know, we'll, uh, yeah, we're, we're... Oh, hello, we get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we're back again. So, yeah, we went back to, well, we'll, we'll get a um, an early night in for the next night. This is where this guy checked in. And he was asleep when we went out at 8, at 8 p.m. on the evening. And we got back in about 11.30. He was still snoring like you wouldn't believe. Um, I got to the point where I'd fallen asleep around an hour. And then, I mean, he was like a bulldozer. Like, it was unbelievable. So it, I literally was pulling, like, my eyes out at this point. And I actually walked with no shoes on. Bear in mind, it's all outdoor, basically, the way it's, it's worked. I walked to the reception and just said, you have to put me in another room because I, I literally have been awake all night so far. And this was about four, five in the morning, I think it was. Um, she went, right, bear with me. Uh, we've got no rooms free, blah, blah, blah. I said, look, if it's not a clean room, I will take the beds, Lynn. I will go and do all the, I will make the beds. Yeah. And eventually they actually found me a place. I made the own bed and they said, look, we won't charge you. It's a private room. Um, just make sure you're out by 11 a.m. So I actually did manage to get some some sleep in the end. But yeah, oh, they were really, really good with that. Yeah, they were, they, they, <laughs> they did accommodate for that in the end. I, I like to think um, your humidity of saying, I'll make the bed. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I, if it wasn't so, so cold, 
I'd have slept. I'd have slept outside. <laughs> yeah. You know, I slept in the reception on a um, on, on the bench, but I was I literally. It was probably about minus five this night. So I was like, well, that's not cool. So yeah, they, they were actually pretty cool. They did. They did uh, help me out there. So I so said that was that. That was a second second day, um, and a new year. We we went for a, a decent meal. Um, we uh, I actually went for. a quite a, a long walk in the end just to like see some of the outskirts of the city um just a bit more towards because obviously every city the central hub is where all the um tourists are um your restaurants is trying to get you th everyone's eager to get you in to eat and drink in your place i've always found if you just walk just to the outskirts of what you think is the the central hub of the city you start to see more of the local restaurants local bars the prices are generally um, a touch cheaper not that that was really needed in Budapest because it was pretty pretty cheap um, good anyway yeah because obviously it's the Bulgarian lev so you get a decent exchange rate um, so yeah drink food was pretty was pretty cheap as well which is obviously uh, anyone who's on a budget who wants to go for four or five days to Budapest it's not somewhere that's just gonna like for instance if you're going to go to Oslo for four or five days you're going to have to remortgage your house but yeah. if you if you're going something like that, yeah, you can get you can get by on a cheap, pretty cheap trip to be honest. So, um, yeah, that was pretty pretty cool. I tell you what, that's a tip that I, I hear, I hear from so many people, and it's obvious. But at the same time, what, it took me a long time to hear that tip, um, and 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 I just had no idea beforehand. Which is just if you just walk away, you know, with Rome especially, for instance, mm -hmm. if you just go down one of the back streets, then you'll find a restaurant that isn't pushing you to go into there, that has much better prices, that the locals probably go to. And if the locals go to that, that restaurant, you know it's going to be good. So, yeah, an obvious tip, but I, I still bet there's someone listening to this podcast who thinks, oh, actually, I, I, I quite like that. So, Yeah, it's yeah. I say it's definitely worth worth doing, because not only that, you let's be honest, if you're a tourist and there's you've got a street in front of you and there's 10 different restaurants doing 10 different things. They're desperate to get you in. And um, they're also almost as desperate to get you out as well. You know, this quick turnover in a lot of, not so much, I didn't see that in Bulgaria as such, but a lot of European cities, it's a case of once you're done, they want the next people in. They don't want you sitting there taking up the table. Whereas when you do sort of start branching out towards the outer skirts of the, of the city, then there isn't that pressure and you can just chill out and you can spend as much time as you want there and, yeah, I definitely say to anyone, you know, don't be drawn to the epicenter of anywhere. Just try and get yourself out and, uh, you know, have a look because you're definitely, you're more likely going to see much more of the actual country and the culture and the food and the drinks than you sure. are. Yeah. yeah. Cause a lot, I say everywhere in the centre, in a lot of these cities on this trip, you notice that the more central you got, yeah, they would still have, the local drinks and whatever, but also we're getting a lot of imported drinks from, um, obviously from Germany, from the UK and from other places. And you get that in the UK. I didn't want that. I wanted to have what the locals had, which is what I yeah. always try and do. So, yeah, so I did try and stay a little bit further out than, uh, than that. But then, yeah, so the next day was New Year's Eve. Um, this, we were told to get there, you know, between nine and 10, we thought it's a bit early, so we went for a couple of drinks first. Got there about ten past ten. Luckily, we booked this VIP ticket, which got you um, priority access. Um, this is no word of a lie. The, the queue for the normal club was probably three quarters of a mile. 
just over you know 1.2 kilometers wow. yeah it was it was literally it, we were walking past going well what are these people waiting for and we were looking on our map where is this club and we suddenly went wow these this is ridiculous and i would guarantee that we it took us i think 50 minutes to get in almost an hour we got in about 11 o'clock um just after i think it was yeah we had you know, i think about 10 past 11 we got in and there was no way in hell that these people who were in the large queue would have got in there for 12 o'clock it was just not going to happen because they were taking everyone's tickets people were starting to push in and in the end it was just like okay just go just get in here's your wristband and it was just like it it wasn't that well organized i don't think they realized how many were going to actually turn up but yeah it was yeah. a amazing new year um party there um obviously we were lucky with it celebrating yeah of course and i mean one thing i had um you see all the pictures um when you go on skyscanner and stuff generally people use that to look for their flights when you type in the um any city that you're going to go to you've got that picture the the featured image of that city and it's generally Budapest in the evening with fireworks going off behind the um, the parliament building and whatnot. And in actual fact, they stopped doing that in 2017, I think it was. Uh, oh. I may be wrong, but um, so everyone was saying, like in the hostel, oh yeah, we're going to go up um, up the hill, um, up by the castle, we're going to watch the, the fireworks and everything else. And I did think I would like to do that. And then researched it actually, just while I was there, and found out that the government doesn't do that anymore because of the cost of it. People do have their own fireworks, but there's no government display yeah. that goes on. So a big official display. No, not like the Sid, like, not like in Sydney or anywhere like that, or even in London. Mm. It's uh, yeah, they stopped it a few years ago. So um, some of the people said to me the next day, "Oh, well, people set off their own fireworks, but it wasn't what I was expecting." So yeah, there isn't that. That doesn't happen anymore. So you have to yeah do a little bit of research on that. So Maybe tip for anyone thinking of going away for that time then. Yeah. Um, but I'll say, yeah, it was, I mean, the city was just incredible. Then um, I think it was uh, the 2nd of January. Obviously, the 1st of January is always a bit of a... Um, a nothing day. A bit of, yeah, is go and get some food and sober up and try and have a beer to get through it and whatever. And that was, <laughs> that was sort of it. Really. Again, the, the, the weather was gorgeous uh, that day again. So it was just nice just to get up the fresh air, really. Had a look around the, um, a bit more of the uh, old Jewish quarter. Because, um, say, some of the some of the buildings and stuff there are just just incredible um and then actually we did a bit of shopping that day as well um yeah I, stupidly when i turned up to vienna like you know almost a week before this um i got a taxi from the central station uh to my hostel um picked up my backpack picked up my um rucksack uh, my smaller rucksack went right okay let's go it wasn't that cold so I left my jacket in the boot of the uh, taxi. So I'd now gone into Eastern Europe over winter with no with no jacket. I just had basically like what I'm wearing, not just a hoodie. Um, and I s tried to get through as long as I could, and I lasted until oh, the first no. to the first of January. And then I thought, you know what, this is I I need to go and buy. Uh, I left my hat as well, my woolly hat. So I literally was I had nothing. So I, I went. Yeah, I had to go and. Do a bit of shopping, which I actually found a shop in. in uh, there's actually, a, I think it's called Shopping Street. I think that is actually the name of the street, and there is all sorts there. I didn't expect it to be such a, uh, such a buzz of of shops and everything else. So it was actually I had a bit of fun going around and doing some shopping as well. And in the centre as well, that just off where the Shopping Street is, 
you've got a lot of high-end stores like your Versace, Hugo Boss, um, all of that down this one street. And I suddenly realised where I was. There was, um, you know, watch, uh, watch shops, jewellery shops. And I thought, wow, this is like a mega... This is obviously where the mega money is in town. And you suddenly started to notice that with the people who were walking around as well. So I thought... Yeah, this is a little bit out of my budget. I'm going to have to go back down the uh, <laughs> towards your H&M and everywhere else that was going yeah. down there. <laughs> but no, so that was, um, yeah, so I managed to find a, a jacket in the end. Uh, and and yeah, I was good after that. So the next but day. Another thing, though, just, just whilst we're on that, I think something that's quite underestimated when you are checking out cities is just sitting and just kind of absorbing yourself into the city rather than walking around and experiencing yeah. it, kind of almost looking in. Like you, you, you're being a part of it. If you're, if you're just choosing to sit and blend in, then that's a really underestimated element of city exploration. I think. Like one thing I, I went when I went to Helsinki, one of the best moments I had was just sitting with a coffee outside, blanket on me, and just, well, I guess, people watching in a way, but just otherwise, just taking in the city rather than the following day where I did twenty six thousand steps walking around the city. So yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a good. It's good to have, definitely have a mix. And I say on that on the the first of January, that's exactly what I did. There was um, there was smaller um, bars and cafes. You can just sit out. They've all got outdoor heaters as well. Um, yeah. So it's encouraging people still to sit outside. So you could literally just sit and just chill out. And um, in actual fact, that night uh, I got back to my hostel room. I said goodbye to um, the the two Germans that we'd met. They uh, were going that day. Um, so I head back to my, my hostel and the guy who had been snoring for the last four days was still in his bed. I don't know whether he'd moved for the entire time <laughs> been there, but he was still going. And I just went, I cannot do another night of this. So I actually found uh, another hostel, um, which was like nine pounds for the night, like on that oh, day. Um, yeah, I could see why it was nine pounds for the night, to be honest, once I got there. Oh. Um, yeah, it was it was on the very outskirts of the city. It was probably about a mile and a half out in the centre. Um, and I was walking past some pretty shady, shady characters. Uh, I got into this building complex, which there was no sign for the hostel. I got to the number of this building, uh, typical Eastern European sort of building, where you've got a gate to get through, and then it's a courtyard, and then it's just apartment blocks. And there was a sign written on the back of a pallet, um, which was the entrance to this hostel. I was like, oh, wow. And basically, it's someone who converted their um, apartment into a three-bedroom dorm hostel. Right. Um, luckily, it was quiet enough. The beds, you couldn't move on because I thought... They were, I actually had to prop the bed up with the wire from the lamp next to my bed because it was, like, shaky. It was, it was that rickety. Oh, I thought I was going to fall over, so... Luckily, I was that tired. It didn't make too much of a difference. So I just, yeah. I slept through that. And the next day, I uh, met up with one of the guys I'd met previously, uh, Dan, from, he was from Sydney. Um, it was his last day. He was flying to Milan that day as well. So everyone was sort of going their separate ways. But we actually did the, the proper walking tour then. Um, met in the centre by the Budapest Eye, which I think it meets at every day. Um, you go again, go onto the website and you just book your slot, you put your name in. They then sort you into either English speaking, Spanish speaking, Italian, depending on which, you know, they accommodate for sort of everyone really. Um, and that's when we really got to, you know, I'd already done a lot of the, the pictures I wanted to take, but this was nice to actually be able to walk, knowing I'd taken the pictures everywhere and then just sit back and just take in all the information, all the history that it was, uh, they were given because 
it's all well, like I said earlier, it's all well and good looking at a, t a 2D photograph, um, which anyone could like Google, but unless you've got the, the, the backup of that to know, oh, well, this actually happened here. And the Rubik's cube was actually invented in this building around the corner, which you'd never would have known because the guy was Hungarian, which are yeah. these, little, these little like useless facts and stuff, which are always really interesting. Um, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. There was a house, you go towards the castle, uh, Houdini's old house when he grew up, uh, the house he grew up in, that's now a, a magic shop and a, a magic museum. Oh, awesome. Uh, so it's been converted as well. So that's up by the, um, by the castle atop. So, yeah, so all these little things you'd never, ever, you just walk past in, in like just, just blind filters. But yeah, it's definitely worth, worth going to, to just to explore and especially just to get some information about what you're looking at. And definitely pay the fee to go into the cathedral as well because it was the inside is just just stunning it really was so no i really budapest was definitely i'd love to go back um again I, I, it'd be so different in the in the summer it'd be nice to see the contrast of going when the weather is warmer uh, i've got a friend who did a similar sort of amount of days as i did um a few years back and he said he absolutely adored the country, uh, the city. It's uh, the people are really accommodating as well. Um, but it, he obviously went there when it was like 28, 30 degrees, whereas it was between minus five and three degrees when I went. So it's always good to see the different sides, especially like when I've seen the Christmas markets and that kind of thing. It would be interesting to go and see it again when obviously all of that isn't there and people are in a summer swing and that kind of thing. So yeah. everyone's in a better mood when the weather's better anyway aren't they always so, yeah <laughs> the sun's shining yeah so no I, I definitely recommend and i say to anyone who's looking to go there budapest might not be the easiest place to fly direct to depending on the airport you're looking at so if you are to fly to vienna first um you can get really cheap uh, return flights from vienna or even just one-way tickets and then the flix bus is only going to cost you you know less than 10 euros to get to get there and then you get to see vienna as well which is again the history in Vienna is just absolutely incredible. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, the rapid questions I've got, I always invite people to say anything that they last want to say about the city before we go into it. Is there anything else we need to know before diving in? Not that I can think of, but as soon as, as, soon as you probably ask me something, it'll probably, something will jump up, I'm sure. I mean, I've got one thing, which is actually, um, it, when you go there, don't be shocked if people are calling it Budapest, because... That's, well, that's the how it's pronounced. proper pronunciation. But I, I, I've heard a lot of people say uh, from, from the UK and from America say Budapest. But I, I think for, for me, I, I don't say Paris, uh, mainly because I look like a, a bit of a cop. <laughs> uh, um, but, um, but I don't say Paris or, or, or anything. Um, so, um, or Stuttgart uh, in the proper no, accent. Ex exactly, yeah, um, yeah. So, Personally, I'm in, I'm in the Budapest camp until I'm in the city, I guess. But don't be shocked if people say "ust" on the end. <laughs> yeah, because there isn't. It isn't. It isn't pest. It's actually spelt with with an e on the end of it, it there. So it is pest. So mm. you won't hear Budapest said in in Hungary. And actually, they do get quite defensive about it as well, um, yeah. because I think they know how, um, like how everybody is obviously pronouncing it incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah. Like you said, you you. You don't you don't call Paris you know as it is or you know so yeah it, it is something that you you will notice but just bear that in mind when you get there because they will they will make a point of correcting you which that did happen. Well, I mean, if they're proud of their city, then it's a bit yeah. like people calling me Christ and I'm Chris. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, I suppose I can, get the, I can get the corrections from them. So yeah, I sympathise. So 
moving on to some wrap-up questions then. Uh, these are kind of more standard ones I ask, but I'm always so interested to know what people think. So the, the first one is, what was one thing that surprised you the most about Budapest? <laughs> Do you know what? As much as I'd seen the photographs and I had in my head what, what I, I thought it was going to look like, there was, there was nothing that could compare to actually seeing it in person. Um, I didn't expect it to be as beautiful as what it was. Usually you go to a city anywhere in Europe or anywhere in the world for that matter, and there's a certain area which everyone goes to. That's the picture people get, and you know that's what's put on Instagram. And um, the rest of it can be shady, and it can be a bit, well, that, this isn't looking great. Whereas, honestly, Budapest just blew me away. I... I don't want it to sound this in any form of negative way, but I try not to have too much expectation for anywhere I'm going to. Of course, because yeah. I, because I love I love being taken back by. I don't want to do so much research about a place that I already know the vast majority about it, and it kind of takes that edge off it. So obviously, do your research about you know learn to say a couple of phrases, and you know just to, you know they, that goes a long way in any country that you go to. But yeah, I was just taken back at just how like beautiful the city was um it was actually incredibly clean as well um and then you just round towards like the, the old jewish quarter and around that area you'd walk down an alleyway and all of a sudden you think it was just an alleyway to walk down but it'll open up and there would be 10 15 restaurants there'd be bars there'd be people oh, selling wow. trinkets on tables and things like that and they just just it just found that every corner you went round, it seemed to find a new way to surprise you and just give you something extra. So like you'd go around one corner and you just would not expect to find this down this tight little alleyway. Okay, yes, people are selling, um, there might be mobile phone things to start with, you know, and like cases or SIM cards. You think, oh, is this a bit dark? And as you get past them, it's all handmade stuff. They're making like bracelets, trinkets, there's um, glasses and some of it like um, knitted works, scarves, hats, everything's down there. But at the same time, you've got, just a, a mass of restaurants and bars that are all there as well, which is so, you would, you'd never, I mean, a lot of the places you probably wouldn't find on a map because it, it is a bit like a maze. It's it's so tight in some parts of it, in the older quarter especially. Um, yeah, you can walk around any any sort of, take a left anywhere or a right here and just, one, it's one of the, the cities I actually really enjoy getting lost in, if you know what yeah. I mean. Just, yeah. Just wandering and not having anywhere to go, but just just get lost in this in this city and it didn't fail to disappoint you know perfect. it was uh, yeah it was um it was incredible perfect what's one thing that you would do differently next time um book somewhere which i can actually sleep <laughs> <laughs> i was thinking is that going to be the tip <laughs> yeah i mean um obviously if you i mean if you like you said you're going with some friends in uh, in the autumn hopefully as long as all this is covid nonsense has, has passed us um but yeah if you're with people anyway i always feel that you don't seem to interact with as many backpackers and that kind of thing because you're already in a tight-knit group and it's other outsiders seem to find it hard to break a group so they're less likely to come and open up um for me like i said i travel solo generally so i always try and find somewhere that i know is going to be um pretty lively that you're, you're likely to meet meet somebody i mean the hostels there are i mean i was paying uh, over the odds because it was new year's i mean it was costing me i think it was 30 pounds 
English pounds a night in a hostel. Um, but that was like the, the most expensive you would find anywhere. And that was because it was New Year. Um, yeah. Any other time you could be finding hostels for, um, you know, 12, 13 pounds. These aren't like the ones that I stopped in before, which wasn't great. These are these like a really nice hostels. Um, or like you said, I, I've met people who were stopping in Airbnbs and like you had really good deals as well. Um, mm. So if, if anything, if you've got the five days, don't be afraid to stop somewhere like in the old Jewish quarter where you've got the ruined bars and everything else and use that time to um, go drink, drinking, you know, absorb that side of the culture. But then, like you said, there's plenty of Airbnbs and that type of thing to go and have your own space and then do the walking tours and that kind of thing and just kind of break it up into two separate trips, if you like. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I like to try and do, if you stay in one, I always find if you stay in one place, um, for too long, you find it difficult to um, break down what happens each day because it all starts to kind of merge into one. Yeah. So I always like to try and mix it up a little bit, either spend a few days in a different city and keep going, or if you're in a city for a bit longer, try and yeah have a, a different place to stay just to broaden your horizons a little bit and you can look at things from a different perspective. So you're not constantly hassled to, oh, let's go to the bar and just drink because it's very easy to just go into that, isn't it? Yeah, and, and missed the rest of the, the, yeah, <laughs> you've wasted the holiday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, last question, which is, what's one moment that you would relive on your trip in Budapest? I'd probably say the New Year is one that would definitely stick in my mind for um, for the rest of my life. It was absolutely amazing. I've always tried to to go away for New Year, and in fact, I haven't been in the UK for New Year for. I don't know, maybe six or seven years now. Oh, wow. Um, That's all right. Yeah, the year before I was in Canada. Um, so I always, hopefully this year, um, I'll be in New Zealand if everything works out okay. So I've always tried to make it a thing to um, to to go somewhere for New Year because so many people say it's so overrated New Year. It's just a, a lot more expensive to do anything. But if you're doing something like going to a different city, you're always going to remember what you did on that New Year. Yeah, I'm going to remember that city. Flash that memory. That year. Yeah, it, it's all easier to, to connect with. So um, anyone who's thinking of going over there, um, obviously not everyone likes to go away for New Year, but that was such an incredible experience. And even if you were to go around the Christmas period, the, the um, going for the, the actual Christmas markets was, was fantastic as well, really busy. Um, and, yeah, if you get lucky with the weather, then like we did, yeah, it was it was beautiful cold but yeah take a yeah. coat don't forget your coat that would be one of the biggest tips that's one of my favorite weather there's no clear sky cold weather that's one of yeah. my favorite times yeah and, and yeah so i was very low in fact i in, in that whole trip actually um i had one day where we had rain and subsequently that was when i was in prague and i was actually doing the walking tour and that was the only day of the entire like three-week trip that i actually had where it rained so uh, I was very lucky considering I went the end of December, early yeah, January. Yeah, sure. And yeah, so I got very lucky. I sort of just missed it just about. But yeah, it was uh, it was a great, great experience anyway. Perfect. Well, listen, if people want to know more about Budapest from you, uh, and also, crucially, you've also, throughout the podcast, name-dropped um, a couple of other places you've been to, where can you send people to find out more information? Um, well, I've got a travel blog website, which is 
travelwithcookie.com. Cookie, C-O-O-K-Y, not mm. the, the biscuit. Um, <laughs> and yeah, that or on uh, Instagram, which is at cookie1989. And yes, I've also got a Facebook page, again, same name, Travel With Cookie, uh, where I update uh, if there's any new travel news that comes up, um, breaking stuff, or any offers that I've seen, um, which might be of interest to anybody. Yeah, I um, I try to do as much, to give as much back to anyone who I can, because sometimes it's one of those spur of the moment things that you see at the corner of your eye that you go, oh, actually, I'm going to try that, and you would never usually uh, would do it. So, yeah, if I can help anybody out, but I do, I try to do at least a blog every couple of weeks or so um, on the website, which are basically on different places I've been to, um, tips, places to go, where to stay. Like I said, I, I, um, a couple of the hostels that I stopped in, I'd recommend what I wouldn't recommend. Um, but it's all a learning curve, isn't it? So if I can make the mistakes and other people don't, then that's yeah. the goal, to be honest. Yeah, if I can help others to not get stuck in the situations I get myself into then, uh, yeah, I might help somebody out. Well, I really like your blog posts, but something I actually quite like that you've done recently is a quiz. Uh, you did a little travel quiz. So yes. I thought that, you, that on its own was worth a follow because I, I quite like quizzes, especially if I've got a shooting chance of knowing the answers. So I was say, nobody's, nobody's got all 21 right yet. So um, whether when this goes out, somebody will have actually cracked it. But, yeah, there's the this 19 is the most we've had so far. But, oh. yeah, it's been really interesting just to break I've got down. a... Um, a gentleman's 13. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at least, but at least I, I didn't Google to... the answers of the ones I knew, but I couldn't remember. I, I, I didn't Google them. I just kept kept honest. And, uh, so, yeah. No, that's good. I'd say uh, I've, had, I've had quite a good response. It's the first one I've done for something like that, but especially with, obviously, at the minute filming this, we're um, uh, in lockdown, as most of the world are. Yeah. I just thought it's uh, uh, something to break the boredom a little bit. A bit of positivity, yeah. Yeah, so I might actually, um, I might, make it a regular thing and try and do a yeah for sure how it goes but yeah it went well anyway so Perfect. yeah glad you enjoyed it well listen ryan thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really really enjoy it it's been my pleasure yeah thanks so much for having me chris i'll speak to you soon i really hope you enjoyed that i certainly did at time of recording i am yet to go to budapest later this year so it was really great to get some useful tips from him on how to go about uh going there and enjoying myself too I'm definitely checking out those ruined bars and I'm definitely going to do a walking tour now actually. I've seen so many of them and I've just not got around to doing them myself. If you also enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing, following and sharing with a friend too. If you'd like to come on the show, then email me btmtravelpod at gmail.com. Follow at btmtravelpod Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. But otherwise, have a great day and I'll see you in the next one.